question for you. Did you feel it? Did you feel the earth move last night? Huh? Or maybe yesterday afternoon? Yeah, there was a series of earthquakes in the province yesterday afternoon, and one of them said to be the largest ever recorded in the province. It and others that followed rattled homes near Peace River, and the tremors were felt as far away as Edmonton. Tammy Mulder is an earthquake seismologist with the uh, Geological Survey of Canada. Tammy, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jaylen. How are you? I, I am good. How are things out on the West Coast? Much warmer, I suspect. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are warmer, but it's fairly cold for us. We even had snow yesterday, believe it or not, but it's all gone today. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. And, of course, everyone pulling their hair out because there's snow. But <laughs> I was out there on the weekend, and it, uh, it was actually pretty nice. But uh, let's talk mm-hmm. about what's happening here in Alberta. Uh, what was it? You know, when, when I take a look at the chart, and I see like five different recordings. Were they all earthquakes and or were they earthquakes and aftershocks? What's it, tell me what happened yesterday. Um, yeah, they're, they're all earthquakes. Uh, there was a main shock at 5.55, I believe, your time at magnitude 5.8. Prior to that, there was um, uh, at least uh, four um um, four shocks, and we've had over probably over 40 aftershocks. Wow. Since then. Yeah, since that main shock from yesterday afternoon. So that 5.8 that was recorded, that, that does come in then as the strongest recorded in the province. Mm hmm. So 5.8, what does that, what does that tell us? What can you, what can you tell us about a 5.8 earthquake? Oh, well, that's, I mean, a, fi- a 5.8 is fairly big. I, I typically ballpark damage with our building codes as starting around 5.5, oh, wow. ballpark-ish. We've got pretty good building codes, so I'm talking at 5.5. If there is damage, it's minimal. Um, uh, but, you know, that that is, uh, 5.8 is, 10 times stronger than a 4.8, a <laughs> hundred times stronger than a 3.8. Yeah. Yeah. I get <laughs> so where you're going with it. <laughs> that's right. So it's, it's, it's a, what we call a logarithmic scale. So it's everything's time you go up a level. It's another, um, you have to multiply so, by 10. It's so, 10 times stronger. So Tammy, when we're looking at that main shock of, of 5.8 and then the aftershocks, what, what is what causes the aftershocks? It's the stress in the area is still high. It's very common to get aftershocks after events. Um, we don't see aftershocks <clears throat> that frequent, like large aftershock sequences like this, that frequently mm-hmm. in in the West, but. They do happen, and, and this clearly is, is happening here, just as the Earth is readjusting itself and settling itself back down. Okay. So um, I know that there was a lot of kind of speculation yesterday about uh, the possibility of, of a cause. Was this just, uh, you know, natural along a fault line? Was it the result of uh, you fracking in the area? Do you have any idea on that front? Well, it, 
this point, the Alberta Environment Regulator, AER, has determined that this is not an induced event. Um, it certainly will be the subject of further studies going forward. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, at the moment, it's, it's, you know, we believe it to be stress redistribution from uh, just all the actions, like an, we would call it an intraplate earthquake. So it means that it's occurred within the North America plate. And out, out on the West Coast, we have the um, Juan de Fuca plate system is subducting or diving down right underneath the edge of the North America plate. And the North America plate covers basically all of North America. <laughs> <laughs> and But because it's going down underneath, it's also sort of pushing and crumpling up the edge of the North America plate in that Vancouver Island and Washington and Oregon mm -hmm. area. And those those stresses push through all the way through you know, to just pass the Rockies. So you guys are, are at just the sort of for almost furthest inboard extent where you're seeing that the, these, these stresses tail off. And every now and then they just find a little zone of weakness and pop off, and that's pretty much what's happening here. So and now that it's gone once at that larger magnitude, you know, it's just redistributing and settling itself down, giving you the aftershocks in that same location. So does that mean with having that 5.8 that we could see another one of that magnitude or more? It's always possible. I mean, I would not be anticipate you would get one. You know, it's sort of like once every couple decades event. Okay. Um, but all this being said, there will, over the next year or two, people will be doing a lot of research on this event. Uh, the seismologists with the Geological Survey of Canada will be looking at the event, as I'm sure will a number of other uh, researchers across the globe. And so a lot more information will be will be out there in, in the years to come. And, and Part of this is, is we also have to wait for this aftershock sequence to finish <laughs> before we can really analyze all the data. And, and so a lot of these things, you, you can't get the information right. And, and how long could that take for those aftershocks to finish? Oh, I would expect for the most part that they die off within the next uh, couple days, although there could easily be um, um, smaller magnitude events in the region extending for another two weeks or so afterwards wow. so Tammy, yeah. when we take a look at, at that and i mean you know happening up around that um peace river area and i know that you know one of my colleagues in edmund i saw in edmonton last night he felt that he was teaching a a, a course at school he he felt you know he he felt uh a vibration he felt a little bit of a quake i saw other people saying hey did you did you feel that i mean i, I just trying to wrap my head around you know the extent how far out an earthquake can be felt from the the epicenter oh well <laughs> <laughs> we had a magnitude in 1946 in courtney bc so this is on vancouver island there's a magnitude 7.3 that was felt as far away as the rockies wow yeah so i mean people had to be sitting down or lying down to have felt it but they it was reported by people at that time that they'd felt it so the 
they that it can be felt quite far away. Now that was a seven point three. Yeah. That was quite a bit larger than the one that you had, and so the extent. You know, the, the larger the earthquake, the further away you'll feel it. So there the was an earthquake. The earthquake, you have to be closer. There, there was an earthquake uh, on the weekend. I think it was on the weekend in, in Tofino. Um, you're talking about, you know, Victoria or you yes. know Vancouver Island. Would that be connected to this at all, or are they connected? Because you talk about those shifting plates and the pressure. Uh, they're they're not connected. No, no, no. It was just. Fortuitous or non-fortuitous <laughs> timing. <laughs> um, I think I've asked you this before, and and I wanted to ask you it again because I, I I thought the answer was was pretty fascinating. But you've you've felt earthquakes before, haven't you? I have, yeah, twice. Yes, if I remember correctly, and both of them felt different. One of them was on, I think, was it in Guaida High? Haida Gwaii. Haida yeah, Haida Gwaii. What did that feel yeah, like? Yeah, well, the um, the one I really felt was well. The, we did have a very large earthquake up in Haida Gwaii in 2012, but uh, I didn't actually feel that one. Um, I did feel so the smaller magnitude events. For example, I felt uh, I remember feeling one when I was a student at UBC, and it was up by um, Pitt Lake. And it felt like a truck had run into the building. Hmm. And then I felt that maybe somebody at the top of the building might have dropped off this, oh dear, this humongous, um, this humongous piece of plywood. And that was, so that earthquake was a magnitude four that I had felt. It was hmm. pretty close. And I felt a lot of high frequencies, which are that like truck hitting the building. Yeah. And I also felt the Nisqually earthquake that occurred down near Olympia, Washington. Um, and that was a magnitude 6.8. And that felt like more low rolling motion hmm. because that was much further away and it was much larger and I was much further away from it. Fascinating. about three or 400 kilometers away. I think it's pretty fascinating that as a seismologist that there could be seismologists out there that never actually feel an earthquake. I mean, this is your study. This is what you look into. This is your work. And and there's some folks that might not ever, ever feel that. And you've, you've felt it. uh, You've felt it twice. You know what, Tammy, I always appreciate your time. Always appreciate your conversation and your insight into this. You're my go-to when it comes to, to, to earthquakes. It seems once a year I dial you up and I sure appreciate you making time for us this afternoon thank you well it's been lovely speaking with you jaylen all the best okay take care now